Okay, so welcome back to another episode of The Witch's Haunt. I'm your host, Anna, aka Cedar Moon. In this podcast, I share information about magic, spirituality, and life as a modern witch. Every week, we unravel ancient wisdom, discover the secrets of tarot, the occult, and all things witchy. My goal is to support each other on our own sacred path. Let's dive into the mysteries of this universe together. And today I am really blessed and happy to have a special guest on the show. Ciara is here today. I met her on Twitter, which is actually a coincidence. And we connected. We just, you know, from the get-go, we were kind of like into each other's vibe. It was good energy. And, you know, I just wrote her dm and she answered and agreed to be on the podcast today i am really beyond blessed and excited why don't you tell a couple of things about you what you're doing you know and yeah Yeah. it's such an honor honestly to be on your podcast uh really resonated with your writing you know um very much a witch very much um I love that you kind of brought up like this This is like all things occult because I feel like a big part of this path is understanding and decoding how occultism is everywhere. And ultimately, when you have that awareness, that's how you kind of break out of the matrix and show up as the highest version of yourself because you're able to see through the illusions and also the projections, aka spells that people place on you, these little boxes. So been on this path it's been a full seven year cycle since my awakening I am now stepping into my eighth year I live out in California I have my own healing studio out in Orange County I do um, energy Reiki healing sessions but what I specialize in is womb healing I have a specific mission to honestly restore the world back to a place of harmony And I do that through womb healing because I believe that if we connect women back to the power of their intuition, we will take over the world and we will heal mankind, which ultimately I feel like is really diseased right now. Ultimately, what is at war? Like it really isn't the females that are actually at war with each other. You know, it it really is something that brews deep in the masculine consciousness. And it's because they lost sight of the feminine guidance. And so- I'm a really big believer that women need to step up into the throne and guide males back to God consciousness so that way they can reconnect back to their soul and then together the feminine and the masculine principles can work together in harmony. So yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Wow. I didn't really know this this many infos about you this much information sorry my german sometimes um yeah i'm really really happy that we made it happen today i think it's gonna be a really interesting episode we've kind of been talking a couple minutes beforehand it was almost instant you know instant flow it's always when you meet someone you don't really know how it's gonna go but so far it's just like been so amazing yeah i can't wait to dive into today's topics We're just going to pretty much freestyle this. So where do we like leave off in our chat? What was it that we both are on our menstrual cycle right now? And the absolute magic of that, you know, a big part of the wisdom that I like to share with the world is learning how to harness the power of your menstruation cycle. So that's, Mm -hmm. 
I actually have a workshop next week that I'm leading in Tustin. It's going to be like a four month series where it's just all womb wisdom and learning how to harness each phase of the menstrual cycle and like how there's different hormones that are fluctuating through our body that cause us to have different feelings and offer us the ability to dive within ourselves and have greater access to the spirit world, to the underworld, which therefore allows us to root down further into our highest alignment. So that's, that's very much my medicine, something I'm really stepping into. And I do that through working with my menstrual blood. So I want to connect that because I know you mentioned like, you're, you've just really started stepping into this Kundalini, Kundalini awakening path. Yes. Yes, yes. And definitely. very much in your wit in your inner witch, right? I mean, it came as a surprise. I just got thrown into the kundalini thing because it just happened to me, my kundalini awakening without me even planning anything. So it just happened one day where I was meditating and it was intense and some other supernatural stuff happened at the same time. And just my life has been changing so much. I mean, honestly, I am very um it's been a lot, like for many people, I think collectively the, the year has been a lot with a lot of changes, tower moments, but when I'm looking back, I'm so grateful as well for everything that was crashing down and just allowing me with this kundalini awakening to finally, I can really say I've never been that relaxed in my whole life. I've never felt so chill in my whole entire life. I'm not going to lie, it's really felt like I was running, running, running for years and then I just stopped. And I saw that, oh my God, I can stop running and nothing's going to happen. You know, I'm safe. And that was such a liberating feeling of finally also getting more into my feminine energy again. And I feel so much passion about also connecting to other women now, just to talk about this more, to just tap into this more and stop being in this masculine and energy of, I need to force everything. I need to control everything and everything has to be a certain way. And that just gave me so much. I'm incredibly thankful for spirit because I know that I've been prepared for this. You know, you're always being prepared for something. Um, it, would, it wouldn't happen to you if you weren't in the right phase of your life to receive this change. And yeah, it also made me quit uh, drinking, which was amazing for me. So I am definitely super thankful for for the Kundalini. But yeah, um. It's pretty interesting what what you were saying about the blood in and of itself in spells. I do not have that much experience with it, but I know that many practitioners use it as if like you're you can be pretty much you can write down things in your own blood pretty much. I mean, that's really witchy stuff here. But um, it all comes down to belief and energy. I mean, it gives you a more powerful feeling if you write something down in your own blood. And it is said to increase this even more. I mean, it's literally your own DNA, what you're using for this spell. So it binds you to the spell. And you can pretty much combine this as well with manifestation. I mean, that was just a quick insight that I had when you were mentioning this. I love that because I don't even... so. I work with my blood as a way to like understand like the the balances of my body. So like I like mm -hmm. to understand just like the texture, the color, yeah, like what the thickness of that. Okay, there's clots in it this month. Oh man, that means that I have endometriosis is kind of showing up again because I was too much in my masculine power, my masculine the last cycle. And so like anytime that I have um 
what is it called? The, the ovarian cysts or the fibroids show up yeah. again. It's always a result of me being too much my masculine and forcing. And so like, I yeah, use my- Yeah, it does so much with your, with your hormonal cycles, the, being in the masculine yeah. too much. Yeah. That's so interesting. And then for the first time, a couple months ago, I put a drop of my blood in a spell that it was like dissolving all barricades in my oh, marriage okay. family. Holy shit. Like they always say to like, they really say to tread lightly with blood magic. I mean, it just like, <laughs> like Oh my God. That sounds so good. Throughout my life. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. That makes me want to, that makes me want to try to somehow, like I'm always interested in new things, learning new things. But absolutely. But most importantly, like what actually got me into working yeah. with my blood like this was um, my connection to the earth. Like I offer my blood to the earth as a way to further ground myself in this reality because I'm so naturally in the astrals, very galactic, very celestial. I have, I guess, challenges grounding back down to earth. I float away. Like I literally mm-hmm. float away. Yeah. Like Kundalini, I'm sure you experienced for your energy. I get it. Oh my God. It was, you can't even, you can't tell it to someone who hasn't experienced it without being, them being like, oh, really? I mean, this energy that was pouring into my crown chakra, I've, oh my God. And at night, I had like energies in my body, like foreign energies and stuff like that. <laughs> it was a wild ride nevertheless I mean it was the biggest present I've ever gotten in my life so far you know so this year I was I was not mad at not having that many Christmas presents for example I was saying to my mom I don't need Christmas presents this year I don't know this was just like a Christmas for me where I was so blessed for the real gifts that had been given to me in form of this because I have made so many improvements since like that was October 1st and I'm super into numerology so for me this is 110 is also such a cool thing that it's like one and one almost like new beginnings and you know just my health has upgraded so much I can't even like I was in such a bad state mentally talking Saturn return talking dark night of the soul depressed anxious survival mode constantly stressed and now I'm just I'm eating healthy without me even being bothered about it I'm eating healthy every single day of course sometimes I have every once in a while you know I still drink coke which is probably not the healthiest thing but overall you know that's okay (laughs) we all need a little bit of caffeine here and there but just what was like for me the biggest game changer was I didn't even have the intrinsic impulse to watch Netflix anymore I just can't engage in this behavior that keeps me trapped in the matrix quote-unquote because it's almost like the universe has like a remote control and you know you're a kid and the universe is like no tv's out for today tv's out you gotta sit in your room you're gonna sit in your essence and you're gonna contemplate about life and I'm channeling it's crazy because I'm channeling so much currently since this kundalini awakening that I'm constantly having it in my phone constantly having to write it down and I just feel so connected now to source and I think it's for you it's pretty much 
I guess the same thing when you're on this spiritual path. There just comes a point where you have this intrinsic urge also to give this source love to other people, or at least, I mean, everybody should experience source love because it's a birthright and we should all experience it. It's life changing. Well, that's yeah. unconditional love, you know? It just, yeah. you're just connected straight to God. And I really believe the masculine energy has that ability to reflect you back to that source energy. But a woman has the ability to plug you into God directly. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like that is our offering with our womb space is like, mm-hmm. you, when you, we surrender to the masculine and allow you to penetrate us with your sword, like you're literally plugging in to God. When, when yes. a woman's fully embodied in her divine woman. Yes. Essence, <laughs> that's also why why the act of making love is so powerful i mean we often um i mean okay i'm not going to share too much for private details here but as a woman of course you know i've had my wild years of partying and everything and yeah. i wasn't necessarily aware of the energies that you take in as a woman as well i mean sex is often seen as something so casual nowadays and I'm not going to be over here like a preacher and going to, you know, praise being celibate and everything, um, which I have been for a long time and doesn't even bother me anymore. But the thing is, as I was researching for my episode on sex magic that I did a couple of weeks ago, every time you come in contact with people, you exchange energies. And the more intimate it is, the more crucial it is, I think, to be aware of what you can also like take in as of energies. And at the same time, this also has like a very positive side. The more connected you are to a person on a very deep spiritual level, this can be so much more than just love making this like a cosmic experience. And yeah, I think it's kind of it's a pity that women don't get taught this and aren't really that much educated on that topic you know yeah you know I went through my stage of being a party woman you know I had my experience of casual hookups and lost my virginity at 16 and now like since understanding the sacredness of sex the sacredness of the womb the sacredness of the energy exchange like I, if I could go back in time and share with my 16 year old self, like save your virginity, like it's precious like, oh, yeah. for the right man, you know, like I learned so much through my sexual experiences. I don't regret them. In fact, like, I really feel like I needed that phase to get to this understanding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get you. And, um, I am a married woman. And so what came up with my husband is like, his past lovers would come up to me in spirit because of that sexual connection. And I would like have to clear that, like, you know, like, Oh shit. Mm. Like patterns would play out sexually because of him Mm. not having cleared his, his sexual um, energetic exchange. And like, he didn't even know about it. It was just like, we learned about it together through our union. And then of course, like my own practice is like, I had to reclaim the cord from each man that I've had a sexual encounter with I've had to I even when I make love with my husband now like I absolutely have to clear the energy in there because when a man releases he's 
almost like dumping all that energy. And so I've learned that like what it's an absolute like offering and honor that I get to clear my man's energy, but I can only do it when I'm in this space too. And if not, like I have to put that boundary in just women. It's a a sacred act, you know, it's not something. And I think it's so much seen in this ego perspective, quote unquote, where it's like transactional and takes like really to put it like in the most unromantic way, but like often, excuse me, often what I've experienced is that people also, if they're not that healed, use it as a form of manipulation or something like it just takes a lot of the sacredness away. And especially, you know, how can I say this? If you've experienced a karmic relationship, I think it takes a lot of healing to even get to a point where you're able to trust someone fully again and um, embrace this as something as it is actually meant to be by source and the creator, something sacred and something that should be mute. It's always mutual energy, even if one side is receptive and the other like you know, it's like two different energies, the masculine and the feminine, but both have to be in the right mind to do it, I think. And that goes both ways. It's, it should never be something that's, you know, it should always be sacred. And that's where we have moved away from so much. Just like the whole Kundalini. I mean, that's also connecting when you're making love. It's super interesting, the energy flow that happens. I mean, I didn't really know about this until I had the Kundalini Awakening and researched it. And I saw the the whole dimension of it all, that we're pretty much an energy circuit, which is like constantly like this vortex of energies, constantly from us up to source and back. And it's a constant flow. And when you're doing this together, you're literally building an energy vortex together i mean how powerful is that but no one really thinks about it that way not no one but like many people don't think about it that way yeah Yeah. and you know what i've had to learn is like when my husband and i make love because of the consciousness and elevation of frequency that i'm at like depending on what we're journeying through like we create like this huge aura that impacts everybody in our surroundings so like when we used to live in our apartments and we were moving through a lot of shadows like we would hear the neighbors fighting about similar situations that we were navigating and it was like oh shit like we got to clear this and then like the more that we would harmonize and just like heal like our inner child wounds and just like some of the patterns that would flow through us like it would heal everybody in our surroundings and like yeah in our family like a pattern that we would move through like we were like the guiding force of energy and if we were navigating a a shadow like everybody in the family that was in a relationship would go through that same shadow and it was like (laughs) so like yes you create vortexes and yes so that means that more people are having this sacred love yeah creating this aura then that's ultimately how we can heal the planet also if it happens out of a place of unconditional love you know because how many people who are engaging in this are not in this state of unconditional love where you just I mean what even is unconditional love most people if you've never experienced it and I have only experienced it since something that happened along with my kundalini awakening you know if I I I never knew what love was before this 
and now I just know what it really means and it's far away from what most people are engaging in in their everyday life where it's just fights over minor things and constantly this transactional and you've done this so I'm going to do this right now and constantly in this also like a huge problem nowadays is how much we are obsessed with just like the outside appearance of someone especially you know how many people are just only into looks into the superficial and not getting beyond because what happens if you're married for like 40 years you know you're gonna get old someday you're maybe gonna get sick at some point you're gonna have to take care of your partner and you know this whole thing like getting into a state of a relationship where you're able to really be together and just create a safe space where you're also raising conscious children like I have just recently made this episode about spirit babies I don't know if you've heard it but that also changed you know it just was a chain reaction it was like for me like a domino effect where I was um as someone who was a child from divorced parents I was always having so many misconceptions or like negative thoughts about getting married having a family for me that was the last thing that I wanted to do with my life and then since everything went down in October I was spirit was literally showing me this book spirit babies and it you know I just bought it and read it and it changed me completely and yeah I think we can do it I have this idealistic view of the world of more and more people just reclaiming the reclaiming family reclaiming getting married and not making it a prison or something you need to be afraid of yeah no hard like marriage is really hard because it's like you have that constant mirror reflecting you back every pattern like so I could see why like it ends in result it ends in divorce like absolutely like you have no other choice but to face your reflection in a divine union and I love what we're kind of touching on with unconditional love like I feel like now I am actually in a space of embodying unconditional love Okay, so unconditional love. So, you know, that was a concept that was really shown to me in meditation. And I would have glimpses of that, but it wasn't in its full embodiment until the last few months where I've just really, it almost like just integrated fully into all of my cellular makeup and the way I show up for myself, where it's just like really hitting like, okay, unconditional love is just like, allowing someone to journey through the space that they are in without needing to control the space without needing to change it without needing to judge them but just literally like love them through that like I am very much in this space now where I used to be so attached to my husband that we went through our Mm -hmm. codependence when we were boyfriend and girlfriend I was codependent on him he was codependent Mm -hmm. on me like we have really been in this space of just like like bursting into the flames and rising from the ashes over and over again because we're both on this healing path and each time that we are about to burst into flames of what no longer serves us like I am faced with having to let go of the attachment of him like Mm -hmm. we could actually outgrow each other but in this space of unconditional love like I love him so much that it's okay if we do go on our own paths because that love is still going to exist like energetically and even if that means we don't mm. be together physically anymore, 
I'm just so grateful that that love existed. And yeah, it's like, I love you no matter what. Yeah. yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. And I'm very much in that space now because we've had, you know, I feel like the inner work for me didn't really take place until I was face to face in all of my rawness and the most intimate container of being in a relationship. And I feel like that is what showed me all of my inner child wounds, like being Mm -hmm. in the space of like being in a relationship and having something triggered that he does, but it not necessarily be anything that he's doing to me. It's just him journeying through life. And it's like my little girl, my heart is tugging on my heart, like saying, Hey, pay attention to me. Like, this is reminding me of when this happened. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to have to excuse myself from this situation so I can go emotionally regulate myself and face this. <laughs> but it takes a lot. It takes a lot of self-reflection to, in this moment, analyze what's going on, because most people are so on autopilot that they just react. You know, that's, you know, just like this reaction. And then oftentimes what happens is we're sorry for just playing out this pattern again that just you know it cycles over cycles and takes a lot of awareness to get out of this cycle and to heal this you know um i've recently started something uh, where i just found an old journal that i actually wanted to use as a grimoire for witchcraft and then i was like hell no i'm just going to use this right now as of like for letters to to like source and every day i try to do this every day just gonna sit down at night I'm just gonna write down what I'm grateful for because it really helps me in this phase where it's just like a lot of shadow work a lot of things coming up and just allowing things to come up to the surface and I've learned so much of like moments that triggered me in this journey that I am on currently where I'm experiencing something in the outside world and something flips in me and I'm triggered and I feel that I'm triggered but now I'm having more of an awareness of okay where does this come from where do I feel this in my body what does it want to tell me there's something more to it I'm just I'm not gonna and I'm not really I can't really react as of like well I can only react alone here because of the circumstances that are underlying and I think it's even better to be confronted with your triggers alone and just being able to have the sacred space alone where you're able to heal and see, okay, you know, because I've been in a codependent relationship as well, or let's just also say I've been, you know, in my karmic partnership, I've been very controlling in the beginning and I could not spend time alone. I've had a really hard time just spending time alone and, yeah, just, you know, this being alone is hard for many people, um, even if they don't show it. But sitting in your room with no distractions, nothing, no friends, no one to call, it's hard. And spirit literally pushed me into this. Over a lot of years, I've had no social contacts, nothing. And I am actually really grateful for it because now I'm able to sit in my own presence and not be bothered by it. But it took a karmic partnership to also refine this whole thing and just see my own patterns because it's it's a two-way street. It's not, um, I am like, I hate this blame 
blame game that often goes on is like oh you're that's your fault and who's to blame because I think essentially it's both parties that play a role it's two takes two to tango you know both people have done certain things have played out their triggers it's literally just there for you to go through your trauma again and then potentially heal And it's up for you to choose to heal. And if one person does not want to heal, you can't force them. And then you have to walk away. And that for me was a hard step to do. I mean, I was already, it was like almost 11 years. And I was already done four years in. But that's just like, that was me. Like, I'm the born people pleaser. I am this type of person where I was. I'd literally, you know, put myself last just to make it right for everyone else around me and oh my god I mean it's so intimate I'm just gonna you know I'm I'm an open book because I think this topic is really important also to shine a light on it as many people are in these relationships and they don't really know that there's something on the other side it's not you know it might even be that your parents are in a karmic partnership and you see this played out and you think this is it this is how a marriage relationship is but it's not if your heart tells you every single day hey i don't feel right in this space i don't feel safe here there's something more there's a longing inside of me then there is a reason for it you wouldn't be such a hopeless romantic person who wants to write love notes and who wants to you know do all these things these almost like innocent things just like you know this childish innocence of just doing something for for the act of doing it not to gain something out of it in a relationship and if you have those feelings it's not the universe trying to punish you and be like haha you can't have that it's literally because you are meant to have it in this lifetime and i really do feel if we you know if we come to this point What I've learned is quitting or quitting, quitting a relationship sounds like quitting a job, but ending a relationship um, after such a long time, you might think, yeah, okay, I've put in so many years, I've put in so much time, this and that, but bottom line is you can put in as many years as you want to and still be suffering the amount of time you put in does not justify anything. And that goes with everything in life. It doesn't matter if it's a job or your passion, your profession, your path that you're on. If spirit tells you and nudges you and not only nudges, but also slaps you sometimes and is like, hey, listen up. I am going to put so many roadblocks in your way. I'm going to repeat so many, you know, just like the people you encounter. They are the same people. They have a different face. That's kind of like what I was encountering, karmic people in my life, until I finally healed and understood my inner world more and what I actually was deserving of. And that plays a big part, as I think, doesn't really matter if you're a male or a female, is self-love. If you don't love yourself enough to claim what's rightfully meant for you, it's a hard pill to swallow, but for me... Looking back now at what I endured over years and years of suffering because I didn't see my own worth 
yeah, it's hard. I mean, I don't cry about it because I've gotten over it, but I'm never going to let my inner child or that teenage self suffer that much because I'm going to protect her no matter what. Like, it's like, it's like your, your child, you know, you're going to do everything in your power to protect the safety and the health. So yeah, that was a ramble. I'm sorry. I tend to ramble. No, that it's not rambling. Like, let's redirect that. That's definitely a channel, and it's definitely much. Okay, <laughs> but I'm okay. with you, and that's very much the space that I've taken in my marriage now. Well, I'm being completely raw and open and vulnerable. Where I really felt like when we were met together, like it was like two souls collided, and it activated me in so many different ways and then it quickly turned into this shadow like this like we're just mirroring each other's mm-hmm. shadows for like years and I was just like I started learning the concept of like karmic relationships and I was like no like he's just a karmic partner but then I soon realized that like it karmic relationships don't show up in just the romantic intimate relationships like it shows up in your best yeah. friend like you'll manifest like the same woman that was your mom that mirrors back all those patterns like you're going to manifest the the masculine outside of the romantic relationship that friends that mirror your daddy wounds and so as I started cycling through so many different women and relationships I was just like holy shit like even if I outgrow the container of my friendship that pattern still shows up in the next one so maybe instead of just like ending that relationship, what happens if I ground the fuck down and have that awareness to the karmic relationship? Because the truth is everybody on earth is still cycling through the karma right now. Like we all have, we're, we're unraveling. And so every single time I'd find myself in this space, like a new layer of my partner where I was just like okay like we're gonna have to go our own separate paths like we're in a loop here with these patterns like let's let each other go and then like it's like we break up for a couple of days and then we're pulled back together not in the karmic cycle way although there's an awareness of that too but also Mm -hmm. in that divine partnership call to get it yeah I mean Karmic partnerships definitely offer a lot of potential for growth if both parties are willing to put in work. If, you know, there are certain things that might happen that can destroy the um, trust in a person so much that you're never going to be able to be intimate with a person ever again or something like it, you know. Just like for me, stuff has happened. We've broken up, I don't know how many times, like four or five times, gotten back together always. And, you know, it was just up and down. And for me, what I want in a relation or in a marriage, let's just put it that way, because I am not, you know, I'm also someone right now, I'm just manifesting it. I am, you know, why not? I'm not ashamed of it. (laughs) And um, I just want a safe space, essentially. And of course, there's always going to be ups and downs. There is going to be tough conversations happening. It's not always going to be sunshine and roses. But at the end of the day, if there isn't respect in a certain kind of way that I wish it to be, I'm never. I'm going to walk away straight. I'd walk away straight up. Like I should have done it earlier. 
And I get what you're saying because I mean, essentially, I mean, there's there's soulmates, there's twin flames, there's karmic partnerships, and each and every of these types of relationships has a purpose, has a deeper meaning, and it isn't good or bad. You know, I think there's there's no label on it if it's like, oh my god, a karmic partnership, but it's what you make of it. I think essentially, I mean, a twin flame you literally can't choose because it just happens and then you're faced with it and you just got to deal with it which is not to say that it's a bad thing but the <laughs> karmic partnership yeah well yeah okay but so do you feel like the karmic relationship and the twin flame are the same thing no mm-hmm. no like a karmic partnership is i think what most people encounter um as of like, I think many people don't even meet their twin flame in their life. I, mean, I don't know. Mm. That, that's what I think. What do you think? I always kind of associated the twin flame journey as the karmic relationship. Because the twin flame, it's like your other half. And you're like literally staring at yourself in the uh, mirror. Yes. And they're literally it's like you meet them. And you, your life's never going to be the same. You can yeah. never forget that person anymore, no matter what you do. And the more you fight it, the worse it gets. Yes. Yes. There's a point where you just got to give in to this. And, you know, I'm not going to spill too much tea. On, on Come on. I want to hear it. Let's go. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to share too much like stuff about it in general, because I'll always be very private about it. But just it is a challenging thing because, I mean, just the the supernatural aspect of it all is i think you just get thrown into this you're not prepared you don't even know what's going on you don't know if if it's even real and if you're not talking to that person at that time you know you're not in contact or anything you can't even verify if you're going crazy if you just lost your mind completely or if this is really a divine divinely guided relationship quote-unquote and the crazy thing is you just you just have to surrender in a sense of I think because you're never going to be able to forget that person no matter what you do they're on your mind so it does not make any sense to try to run from it but just embrace it as of a learning that you're being offered by spirit I think it's it's a gift by spirit to learn more and grow more than you have ever before in your life and together also i mean it's um because i've been researching so much online as i was confronted with this because i had no one to talk to this you know about and i think it's if this person is not willing to do any work on themselves and still engages in old behavioral patterns won't really try to do anything then it's not going to be such a fun experience because you literally feel what the other person feels but if both are willing to put in work and to get into this as like i think the divine feminine as usually the divine feminine is more connected to spirit more connected to the source and the, the masculine is more grounded in the 3d and in the reality i think it's our job to lead spiritually 
But I can imagine if you're someone who is not very much into spirituality and you're confronted with this as a male, you might be freaking out and you might be overwhelmed and everything like it. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I've just come to the conclusion that's my own, that's how I see it. Maybe I'm, um, maybe I'm too, I'm a very optimistic, very positive person. So I think that in the end, Source would not do this if you weren't meant to be in union at some point. So, you know, and for me, that means putting in a lot of work. And, you know, that's like the homework that you're doing, that your assignment is doing shadow work and facing everything, literally everything. It's blood, sweat, and tears. It's crying on the floor. You know, it's like you get pushed into all your emotions but at the same time, you've never been so connected in your life to no one, not even your parents. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so cool. Yeah. We should write a book about the twin flame journey. Oh, my God. Yes. If yes, it's like definitely. This love that you will ever experience in your entire yeah. life outside of the love that you have for yourself. But it's like the love for yourself, like even further pushes you into the love with that. The the poetry that has been pouring out of my heart is crazy. I've written so many poems. I'm like, what's source? What is going on? Like so emotional. Yeah. Have you met I your mean, yet? Not in person. Energetically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So it kind of, you know, the Kundalini awakening happens pretty much at the same time and I mean, I've read it that it happens for many twin flames at the same time they encounter, but you don't necessarily have to meet them meet them in in person, which is, I mean, that's the fun thing that the universe is like, you know, putting up as a challenge is the differences, quote unquote. You know, you could literally be living on the other side of the world, or there's an age difference, or you know. Culture cultural differences or whatever it is what makes it unable for you to be with that person in the 3d because that's just your ego speaking in the end i mean that's what you learn it's just your ego like i mean i've contemplated so much about this topic because i was trying to also because i did an episode on twin flames and you know, pretty many people were listening to it. So I thought, why not make an episode of like how to deal with this? Because many people I think are very overwhelmed as I was. And I went on, I don't know, Reddit or, you know, all those pages. And then you read all the negative stuff over there. And that makes you so, it just leaves you heartbroken almost because you read all the negative everyone's got to say something about the twin flame journey and, ooh, the separation and, then the other person is running from you and I think that's such I think this view is very unproductive for the twin flame journey because you're always together it's just our illusion of the 3d that keeps us thinking we're not together because you can feel that other person 24 7 so what makes you think you're not together of course you're together but in the astral realms and it's your I mean, other half, so of course yeah like it literally is your other half so you can never be mad at them you can try you can try to throw a tantrum for them. and they'll just reflect you right back to yourself <laughs> oh my God. yeah i mean talking triggers yeah it's i mean yeah 
you're yeah it's it's interesting how like the the first guest who i had the episode's not out yet but he's also um he, we we were also talking about the same topic and now we were talking about this topic it just keeps coming up and you know there needs to be resources with it because it's so challenging i mean between like it's so hard but it's like you're elevating at the same time so like i always just mm-hmm. relate the twin flame journey to like the the phoenix because you die and rebirth and die and rebirth and die and rebirth and you have to face all of yourself and there's no guidelines there's no rules like it's all happening energetically and so like it's scary for the human inner child but like when you go past like the human conditioning and you feel into your soul it's just so divine like you have all the confirmation that you need but sometimes it's so grueling that you feel like you're not doing enough like human work because you're doing so much like spiritual Mm -hmm. your divine partner yeah but sometimes you can't you can't even ground yourself into the 3d anymore because you're so up in this realm of connecting and i mean it's even the dreams and everything the energetic visits or i don't know how you call it but like this energy of you know that you feel it's it's almost like the kundalini where your crown gets activated i don't know if you if you've experienced that but you wake up in the middle of the night and you have all these strange sensations in your body and you're like i know that something's going on it's not it's supernatural and i can only imagine how this would be for someone who's not spiritual af because you know i'd consider myself on a one to ten probably a nine very much into all kinds of occult and spiritual things and i'm pretty open-minded but for someone who's not that open-minded in into spirituality this is like crazy yeah i mean you've literally i i could feel every time that the frequency of the planet is increasing like i wake up and i like receive downloads and i notice that the people that aren't aware what's happening spiritually like they're still getting waken up with that same thing happening but they don't know and they're just like oh i got woken up last night and i'm like kind of chuckling because i'm just like oh my god it's because the collective mm-hmm. conscious frequency is raising mm-hmm. it. the downloads are putting to... in yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm like yeah. i have yeah. no idea what the fuck i'm talking about so i'm just gonna be like i'll like say sleep here and there but the, the sleep patterns are really disrupted currently like for me totally i have really many nights where i can't fall asleep but i'm just embracing it yeah. just going with the flow yeah and i feel yeah. like during the day is like when I could get more rest. It's <laughs> like, and yeah. my naps have been so peaceful, but like right around 10 o'clock at night for me in California, like that's when all the high vibrations are coming in, waking up periodically throughout the night. Even my son, who's three years old, is so tapped in waking up at the same time. But for now, like now it's like when I'm getting woken up in the middle of the night, I just, I'm feeling unconditional love. I'm feeling peace. Like I'm yeah. just so happy that it's not because I used to get these high frequency surges where it's just like vibration so fucking high. Like I'm in the yeah, office, yeah. It's like more grounded. And I'm like, okay, that's an indicator of my inner work. Like I've been able to level down the high frequencies and I'm not just floating anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just grounding yourself more in the now, in the here and now. 
because essentially that's all we have. I mean, for me, it almost also felt like since everything, because the 1st of October was really a pivotal point for me as this all happened. And from that moment on, just time in and of itself was for me non-existent anymore. And it just almost feels as if it's it's a good feeling to not be that much into time and rushing and putting such a huge emphasis on time because you just realize that there is only this moment that you can control if at all control because you can only control your reaction to whatever whatever is happening to you and not you know I wonder if there was just like a portal in October because that's when everything changed for me too. Cause I used, mm-hmm. I've been through different Kundalini awakenings, but the Kundalini awakening that happened in October was completely different because you go through different rounds of Kundalini awakenings. Like mm-hmm. you go through different upgrades, but it's so interesting that you bring up October because nothing has been the same since October. Like, yeah, legit that I'd sign this. <laughs> definitely I'd sign this it's gone time is gone like we're in this you shifted yeah it's just I don't even know I just feel like it's I almost feel like we're at the time where we can bend reality in time where like we don't age anymore because that is not even fucking real like I feel like we're only because of the concept of time that has been forced on us so like I feel like we can transcend the aging process because what the fuck is time like yeah some weeks have felt like decades have gone by yes one day yeah. a year sometimes it's, it's as if time is slowing down and then speeding up again it's it's almost like when you have a videotape and you're you know fast forward and then stop and it's really so interesting but many people i'd say aren't even that much tuned in tapped in that they are able to feel it already i mean it comes in waves these awakenings happen in waves is what i feel and a lot of us were kind of going through this in 2020 at first as of like the first wave of people who just undergone the dark night of the soul and this depression and this deep despair that we were in to literally that's the reason i think to help other people who are in this right now in this dark cycle to help them get through it easier that's why i also felt call to do more content on it because there is such a need so many people are you know when you are feeling this unconditional love and just this hope in the future that comes with this unconditional love when this love is pouring in you just know there is a better future because there is so much potential you just feel the whole potential of what we can do as a collective but then on on the contrary side you see people on love writing about how miserable they feel and how much they're suffering you just get grounded again pulled into the reality of quote-unquote there's so much work to do there's so much need for us to spread the love and everyone has to spread it as much as they can to their abilities that's the question you know where where's my place in this world i think that's the question right now and also to not get triggered because well, triggered, yes, we need to get triggered, that's important, but not get torn into old patterns because the same stuff is going to loop over and over again that you've 
gone through, but you have a different toolkit, a different tool belt, and you're now able to react differently to what's presented to you. And I think that's the challenge challenge as of switching timelines. I just like want to use this word. Every time you get triggered and you react differently, you're just changing a timeline. That's how I feel. You're jumping timeline. You know? Like you're you're jumping yeah. out of a loop and you're creating almost like a new loop. So what I'm seeing, yeah. the vision that I received a couple months ago was that like when you're stuck in the patterns of your shadows, the shadows loop and that's like hell, right? But once you transcend out of the loops of your shadows, you transcend into the loop of like heaven. And so it's like, yeah. a new loop, but it's like loops of like amazing things bliss so it's it's not necessarily like the same loop where the same patterns show up but it's like the same amazing experiences are looping and it's like each time they're evolutionary like they're bigger yeah so yes yes pumping into that and i also feel that the higher you can get as if like the highs the lower you can get in the lows because especially as a highly sensitive person or an empath you're just gotta have to understand that you can be so high so in in this heavenly source love feeling but you can also go back into the depths of this darkness and it's part of you i mean there's nothing inside of you oh i always say this in the readings and stuff there's nothing that inside of you that you need to be afraid of that's just what society tells you it's because society puts the stamp on you that there is something inherently wrong with you and you're literally born whole and you are whole the whole time just like this you know i just heard this um analogy recently that was really interesting for neurodivergent people as well it's called like unearthing process instead of like you know just like saying you have this almost like this treasure which is the true authentic you your true self that has been quote-unquote lost or you feel like the connection is lost but it's never really lost and just unearth this because there is something hidden in this soil you know there's like a seed and i think that's such a beautiful analogy of like seeing it as a seed that you can plant and you can water it every single day it doesn't really matter how fast it grows but you water it and you put in your effort and that's what awesome manifestation is we're we're meant we're never not manifesting we're manifesting everything every single day and by becoming aware of this, you can create so much pleasure and abundance in your life. And I think it comes down to us also just being aware that we deserve it. Because for me, that was the last thing that also held it back. Like recently, I just learned just also to ask for help when when you need it. Not only giving as a healer, as someone who likes to give, I mean, we love to give as healers and it's a beautiful thing, but also ask for help and know that you're worthy and valuable and that if you always give, 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 where is your energy going? You know, where is the motor that keeps it running? That's you, you know, that's your inner child also wants that for you, you know. Very much in the receiving right now. Because I've been, like, online since 2020, like, really extending services, like, being the one that everyone's coming to. And in 2024, I'm like, 
I'm going to sit back on my throne and I'm going to receive like oh yes to receive because I need that now and I'm still going to show up and give when I feel like energetically up to it but we're gonna I'm like I had my husband like he's been making dinner every day this week like I I'm on my period especially when I'm on my period like when it's my menstruation time which is like the inner hibernation like that is when we need to sit back and receive 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 and then once we're in our space again that's when we're in the overflux of creation and it like it's going to reap all of its harvest and abundance it's like goddess mode activated that's what i was thinking about you're receiving it's like we're stepping more into the goddess mode you know the goddess you know i started with more affirmations recently and just putting in some goddess affirmations too i think that's always good just like claiming this for yourself and really i mean in the beginning it might feel a little weird but just i record my affirmations always i record like 10 minute long affirmations and i put them on my phone when i'm going to the grocery store just doing this and i'm recording stuff and could you not like so many things have happened just like small stuff but just being gifted something extra without you know just randomly good things happening people holding doors open for you stuff like that and you just notice it and you start to see hey i'm just creating my own own reality here that's how powerful i am just reclaiming this again you know and i just find it so interesting that i just wrote it down because i was thinking about divine feminine earlier self-care is also productive that was the hardest thing for me to learn as someone who's spent the majority of their lives in their masculine energy (laughs) because it needed to be that way i had to grow up very very um fast with 18 i already was out of my mom's house and i just had to literally either it's you're gonna struggle and survive or you're just gonna be pretty much you know it's gonna be hard so i had to grow up and then you're also self-employed society tells you hustle 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 work is hard you only get paid when you put in a lot of work and it needs to be hard and i've learned that actually from hot high priestess i don't know if you know her i guess you do the manifestation coach hot high priestess she's got a podcast the priestess perspective you need to check it out i always love to shout out other podcasters as well and she also talked about this receiving mode that actually you can get a lot more by just being, by receiving, by tapping into pleasure, tapping into, you know, enjoying the moment and just making more money even when you're having fun. I mean, the mindset alone is like, wait a minute, I can have fun and make money. You know, it's almost like you have to re- just reset your whole computer your brain to new software to realize that as a woman you don't have to hustle and struggle and be you know it's just like not meant for us to be in this masculine energy yeah absolutely i love that i'm we're gonna run out of time again so i think we should wrap it up yeah Yeah, okay we're gonna wrap it up Oh my god, it was so interesting. I don't know. I could talk to you for hours. I yeah. hope it was um amazing for you too. And I'm so happy that we made it happen. Yeah. So 
Do you have a couple of things do you want to say for the ending where people can find you as well, also to connect and stuff? Yeah, so just to close, our feminine goddesses really step into receiving mode. It's it's the rise of the priestess, 2024, baby. We're stepping into the throne. 2024 is the is literally when we're rising fully into the throne. So sit back, open up to receiving, and really take the intuitive action only when you feel divinely called to. We're not hustling anymore. We're not rushing anymore. We're not taking action that feels forced only when it's divinely guided, baby. And we are going to be completely supported in all of our endeavors, all of our financial resources. And if you are interested in working one-on-one -on -one with me, I do offer one-on-one -on -one womb sessions to really get you aligned with your intuition, your inner guidance, along with inner child healing. You can find me um, on X, The Magic Mirror, on Instagram and of course my website is magicmirror.com and it was such an honor hey. thank you so much for having oh my me God. Th thanks for being here it was amazing I can't wait to talk to you again at some point maybe if you'd like to and yeah it was amazing guys I hope you're having a wonderful time a wonderful start into the week and remember to always listen to your intuition as we said it's the most important guidance system it's your gps system in this world and we should all learn how to tap into this more tune into this more and trust our heart because it is the key the heart is where the key lies to everything in life and yeah with that being said, have a wonderful time and until next time, blessed be.